Hello, welcome back to another episode of We Watch Dead People. What episode? 18. Not telling you. We took a little hiatus, as in like a week and a half. We did. You know, 4th of July, we saw Midsummer. we just kind of chilled out for a minute. Yeah. So thanks for all those who are anxiously awaiting this new new episode for being so patient. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just no one's waiting, but... You're dead. Yeah. And thank you for that, Jim. So, yes, yeah. thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but we're back. Yes. And we're well-rested. Yes. Yeah. It's been really hot where we live. Mm-hmm. Either hot or like two days ago, it was just like pouring and we've had like a bunch of flash flood warnings just in that one day. Mm -hmm. But then besides that, it's been really stupid humid. Yeah, that's really the problem. It's sticky. Yeah, and we have to turn off fans to do this and it's just, oh, it's fine. It's fine. We suffer, but uh, that's what you do with art. We're making it through. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely. And we watched an... An interesting one for this week. Yes. Yeah. Can I just launch right into housekeeping? Please it's my do. turn. Okay. Um, so this week we watched The Wailing. The Wailing. Not like tracking down whales. Like W-A-I-L-I-N-G. Which yeah. you probably know if you've clicked on this episode. You've seen oh. the title. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. And why, why did we watch this film, Will? Uh, because... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary and Midsummer, mm-hmm. uh, said that this was one of the best horror movies he's seen in the last few years, and I thought, yeah, he said that on his Reddit AMA, right? He well, did a Reddit AMA. Said it on in several movies. interviews over the last oh, few years. But I didn't. I just read the AMA. I figured it sounded interesting. We haven't watched any foreign films yet. Uh, and no. What was the cave dwelling one? The British doesn't count. Oh, okay. Um, that was all I could think of. So, yeah, that's so. This was uh, out of our comfort zone, I guess, and mm-hmm. neither of us had seen it. I thought it might be an interesting one for us to watch. So yeah, and it tracked was. it down, and yeah, it's available for like three dollars on Amazon Prime, um, and some other places, I'm sure. Yeah, so. uh, this is not an ad for Amazon because I would never. But they're not paying us, so it's not. They're not paying us, and whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so housekeeping. So The Wailing. It's a 2016 South Korean horror film directed by. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it right now. If I mess up names, I'm not trying to. I'm trying my best. Um, but it's directed by Na Hong Jin, um, and it's about a policeman who investigates a series of mysterious killings and illnesses. Apparently, it did really well. It is starring Kwok Do Wan as um, the policeman. Jong Gu. Jong Gu and father of Hyo Jin. And then there's also Huang Jung Min as Il Guang, uh, or the shaman who's hired to protect the village. And I think he's hired by Jung Go, the policeman, right? Jong Gu. Jong Gu, sorry. And then there's also Chun Wu Hee, who is known as the woman in white is her character and then it also has Jun Kinemura who's a Japanese stranger that's literally what his character is called and then um, there's Kim Hwan Hee who's Hyojin who's the policeman's daughter 
So that's all who's like starring in it. Um, I wish I knew more about South Korean movies. I'm sure that I, I just don't have any context for like how popular these actors are or yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, reading about the movie on Wikipedia, I found that it was nominated for like at the Korean South Korean Oscars, basically. Oh, wow. A and, horror film? Yeah. Wow. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actor, at least. So. Did it win anything? No. Oh, but still to have a nomination. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that says that they're at least somewhat known quantities in South Korean cinema, but I don't know for sure, so. Yeah. So, how this movie starts is you zero in on this village that's kind of in a mountainous landscape in South Korea and it starts with a policeman who like gets up like early in the morning because there's been a death right wasn't yeah, it a death a, yeah a murder a murder and he goes to the place where the murder has happened and well, he's he arrives late what? well I think they actually <clears throat> there's just they do a lot of good character building right off the bat he's yeah. sort of a goofy doofus He's kind of lazy because nothing, like, really serious seems to happen in the town. So, like, he hears that there's been this murder, but he he's convinced by his family to stay behind and, like, have some breakfast. He's not really... It's not urgent. Yeah, he's not hustling to get there. And when he does get there, people are like, you're late. But they say that to him, like, several times throughout the film. So yeah. it might just be his M.O. But he gets there and discovers... A pretty gruesome scene um, where a person has, like, killed their whole family. Mm-hmm. And it's just this guy, and he's, like, passed out. Kind of, right? He's, like, sitting on the porch, and he's handcuffed, and he's covered in this, like, rash. Like, he's oozing sores, and all of his family is dead. And we thought it was going to be, like, a zombie movie at first, didn't we? Yeah, kind I thought of. We didn't seem like... We weren't he's sure. In, he's in, like, some kind of weird stupor so i figured if uh, it could be like a twist on a zombie movie somehow um because he isn't like just sitting there like writhing and trying to kill everyone no but he's like slumped and oozing and we didn't quite know what to make of it no but But i think that's on purpose yeah (laughs) of course it's on purpose but our guess was maybe a maybe of maybe a zombie type thing Mm -hmm. um and so they, he goes back to the police station and he's discussing it with one of his co-workers. And his co-worker is like, you know, who, like what everybody thinks, the ru- what people think the rumor is, is that there's this Japanese guy, a Japanese stranger who's moved in like farther up the mountain. And people think he's like, people have seen him fishing and they've also seen him like crawling around naked with like red eyes. I would like to... We can't do it now. We should just press on with the plot. But we're going to have to circle back around because, again, I don't know a lot about the, the cultural makeup of this. But this movie has very strange attitudes towards Japanese, Japanese people. Yeah, um, they do not portray him in a good light. He's very much portrayed as, like, the foreigner you should be wary of. And even when it's, like, kind of, is he the bad guy? Is he not the bad guy? People are still like, we don't like that guy because he's Japanese. And Will and I were like, oh. 
it's just sort of very matter of fact in the movie. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Which I don't. We we're not experts, but by a long shot, even no. close, we're nowhere near. But just an observation. Mm-hmm. And the rumor seems to be that he like crawls around naked and he has glowing red eyes and And so then eats animals yeah he eats animals and so then um the police officer is stationed back in front of the house that's been like the murder scene it's all taped off and there's a woman like part way down the street from him who's like crouched she's dressed in white she's a woman in white and she's like tossing rocks at him and he like kind of pays her no mind and he's like stop doing that and then when his partner leaves and it's just him she's like She's giving him all this, like, information about, she's like, I was there, I saw what happened, like, come, let me show you, and just, like, walks into the crime scene, he's like, you can't, dude, okay, I'm following you, and so they go into the crime scene, she's like, this is kind of where it happened, and he gets a little turned around, and then he doesn't see her, and goes to, like, the back, continues through the house, goes to the back of the house, and sees this old, the old the stranger like crouched down in just kind of like a loincloth eating from a dead deer and when he turns around his eyes are like growing red and he appears to kind of he's starting to like crawl towards the policeman and then the policeman wakes up at night like in his own home so right away the movie does a really good job of like setting you up that things are like are they dreams are they visions what's happening like the timeline flows really well, but it is at the same time kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. Like a cloudy river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really great set up. And I, I have to be honest, though, I did think the like glowing red eyes was a little cheesy. It looked very much like imposed in, in editing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but even before that, we had seen the glowing red eyes before because there was some scene where well he learns that there was a hunter who thought he saw well he did see but he thought it's a rumor yeah Yeah. when his friend is explaining (coughs) oh ah excuse me that got on me Uh, well let's press onward Oh my god. When when the other police officer is telling the main police officer guy that like this is the rumor that there's like this Japanese stranger guy, um he tells and it kind of flashes to the scene where this hunter has like found like a dead deer and picks it up and tries to like sling it over his shoulders. He's going to like walk it home, but slinging it over his shoulders like makes him <laughs> tip backwards and like fall a little bit down the hillside. It's sort of funny until he falls and like hits his head. And then he, like, wakes up and he's looking around and he sees this old man in a loincloth eating, like, a dead animal. And he kind of, I thought it was a pretty good jump scare where he goes, like, behind a rock and he's, like, looking around. He doesn't see him anymore and then he's right there. It's not even really a jump. It's just sort of really tense. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was well done. Yeah. But that's how John Goo learns about the well you hear that's the first time he hears about this naked stranger from somebody else and this makes him uncomfortable because he knows he's been having these like dreams Dreams. and visions of the same guy so he gets one of his other police officer buddies and then his buddy's cousin i think who's like a deacon Mm -hmm. and speaks some japanese to like go with them to this uh to the strangers like mountain shack to investigate it Mm mm-hmm 
And so they go, and the stranger is not there, but his dog is chained up in the yard. And it's uh, kind of like a black pit bull-looking dog. And so they get there, and they're like, oh, he's not here. And so they just decide to go through the house, and the deacon is, like, uncomfortable with it. He's like, you're not supposed to. You're, this isn't legal. You guys can't just go through houses. And they're like, shut up. We have to see what's up. And while they're in there, in the house, they find a whole bunch of bad shit. Specifically, his friend finds a whole little room that's covered in pictures of people through the town, both like pictures of them normal, then pictures of them with a rash, and then pictures of them dead. So, like, each person, and it's and not... the people who they killed and some of their belongings. Yeah, and, like, has their belongings scattered about. Um, specifically, he finds a... Um, sorry, I, like, totally fell out. I'm trying to remember. Does he find the shoe of the of the guys yeah he finds john goo's daughter's, daughter's shoe, shoe in the room and he's like too shocked he doesn't say anything like he's opened up this little room he's just kind of staring at it he's clearly frightened he doesn't say anything to them and then the like japanese guy comes home um this is this was a strange scene i didn't really know what to make of it well, I thought it all paid off. I thought it was also kind of weird, but then it paid off in the end when they're like, oh my God, that was so crazy. I can't believe we got away from there and all that. And the other police officer just pulls out um, Hyogen's shoe, well, his daughter's shoe, his but, friend's daughter's but shoe. But why the stranger sees, the Japanese guy comes in and he sees that they leave after he comes in, basically. Yeah. But um, he sees that John Gu's partner has found that room. And it doesn't phase him at all? No, he doesn't see. Yes, he does. No, because the other police officer's, like, blocking the door and just, like, staring at it. He finds something else. He finds, like, a little altar that looks a little demonic but isn't really. No, I don't think you're right. I think that he does see that he found it because he comes in and they he, like, looks into the room. Does he? Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't know why he wasn't phased by that. No. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to go back and rewatch it. But I thought the other police officer was just kind of blocking, staring in the doorway, didn't know what to do. And the other two, like, are kind of looking around and there's some weird stuff. But then the dog, like, starts to try and attack the deacon guy. Um, well, whatever. We'll whatever. have to check it out. doesn't matter. So they go back down into the village and the police officer's um, buddy is like, I found this shoe, it's Hyojin's. And soon Hyojin like starts displaying, she's got like a rash up her side and she starts to kind of act a little um, out of it. We both agreed it very much reminded us of the exorcist because she's like getting a little gross on the skin as she and gets she this rash. Yeah, she's swearing at her parents and like her dad gets a little afraid of her and like sneaks into her room at night to like check her rash and see like what it is and it's on her upper leg and she's like she wakes up and she doesn't act startled or anything it's real creepy she's like you're disgusting like looking up your daughter's skirt what would people say and then just starts screaming at him um so some creepy stuff and we're like wow very exorcism y and so then um uh 
Jonggu goes back to the stranger's house in the mountain to like look at that room again. Oh, you're right. He must have seen the room before because he knows exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. And everything has been taken out and like cleaned. Like, um, and the stranger comes back and he's like, what Well, I wasn't you? saying Jonggu saw the room. Oh, you were talking about the, his friend? No, the, the friend sees the room. Yeah, that's okay. And then, then the Japanese stranger, when he shows up at the house, and we're talking about the previous scene where before the shoe and everything, when they go yeah. to his house initially, the stranger comes into the house and sees that Jonggu's partner has found that room. Oh, yeah. Well, and that doesn't phase... I mean, there are pictures of murdered people in there. Because he's cool and calculated, and the <laughs> other officer is, like, in shock. I know, I'm just so saying. So then, like, when jong goes back, that room has been, like... Everything's been burned and yeah. dismantled. And the Japanese stranger is not, like, he's not hiding anything. Like, jong like, where did all these go? And he's like, I burned them. <laughs> and then jong like, goes to the furnace and, like, yeah, it's all ashes. Um... And he's real pissed. He's like, why did you have my daughter's shoe? He's like trying to have this verbal confrontation with this guy. And this guy is not budging at all. And so then in not one of the scarier moments of the film, but definitely horrific. Um, Jong-gu kills this guy's dog. Because the dog is there guarding the house. And he's barking and freaking out because Jong-gu is like. Yeah, it's a big old cane corso. Yeah. It's a big dog. And he. He absolutely murders it with a... What is it? It was like a pickaxe yeah. or something. Well, he goes in and he starts bashing up the the guy's like altar room. And yeah. then the dog gets off the chain and comes in and starts attacking him. And yeah. so then he he beats it to death. Yeah. Not, not super graphically, but like you can hear it. And it's no good. No, I think... You, yeah, and you see a carcass and um, it's just like, what the... F- Fuck. And then John Gu tells this tells the stranger he has three days to get out of town, or he's, or he's gonna, gonna come come and kill him. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Hyojin mm-hmm. is like getting worse and worse, and the mother-in-law who lives with them, like it's John Gu's mother-in-law, but John Gu's wife's mother, because mm-hmm. that's how that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is like there's something really not right with her. We have to get a shaman. And she brings in the shaman guy, um, Il Guang, and he, like, kind of checks her out. He tries to perform this ritual and is like, oh, she is possessed by a demon because that Japanese stranger is a ghost. And he's, like, going through and terrorizing villages and he wants, he wants all the life he can get, so he's killing, basically. <clears throat> and... He starts performing this exorcism, and I thought this was really well shot because in the same breath, the stranger in the mountain is also performing a ritual, and so it goes between the shots of the shaman's ritual and the stranger's ritual. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was really well shot, and it seems like the ritual is working really well. Like, the old man in the mountain is like, he stumbled out of his house. He can't even keep doing his ritual. He's, like, gasping for breath. He's fallen on the ground. He's basically almost dead, it looks like. And Hyojin is, like, screaming, and Jonggu, like, snaps. He's like, enough. No well, more of your rituals. Because he's really disturbed watching his daughter be, be in, in that, that much pain. pain. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, stop your stupid rituals. I'm taking her to the hospital. And takes her to the hospital instead. And it was like, no, you classic horror movie dummy. Like, because well, it immediately cuts back to the... Sh- to the uh, old man yeah. who takes this like... <gasps> yeah. He gets renewed life. Very midsummer. 
<laughs> but um yeah so then John Gu who's like basically feels as though he's been pushed over to the edge gets all his buddies together so they can go into the mountains and kill this dude it's very beauty and the beast <laughs> I guess yeah yeah when they all the villagers Gaston's like come on we gotta go and you're like no Gaston well, they <clears throat> they go... But it's not as huge of a group. I mean, there are maybe five or six of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they go up to the house, and eventually they encounter... Uh, uh, throughout the movie, there have been several other crime scenes with, like, dead families, dead bodies, and then, like, one Soul infected... Survivor, yeah, yeah, who's murderer. got a rash and, and doesn't so, seem to quite remember and is acting bizarre. And so when John Gu and his crew goes up into the mountains here... They're jumped by one of those infected people, and they have to fight it him off. It felt very zombie, right? It did, because he's, like, you know, mawing at them. and He's kind of decomposed, like... He's covered in blood and rash, right. oozing rash, and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and one of, you know, one of them... I think the deacon gets bit right on the face. Yeah, one of them dies. I'm trying to remember if it's... The deacon gets bit on the face, but some other character who we were never introduced to, but is just a part of the mob before the deacon gets bit on the face, is, like, killed. They, like, tear his throat open with his mouth, doesn't he? I thought that was just the deacon. I thought he got his face bitten. Oh. Well, because I don't think any of the friends die. No, you're right, you're right. It's just the deacon. But they re- it really looks like it's he's pretty supposed gnarly. to die. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Um, but It's the, uh, very special effects. Like, it looks like a man biting another man's face off yeah but they they chase the they ended up seeing the stranger and they chase him a little bit but they can't get him and so they sort of angrily get back in the truck to go home and it starts raining and sort of rather abruptly on this steep mountain road they hit something and it turns out it was the stranger whose body they then it, but it didn't look like they, like, hit him and killed him. It looks like he gets dropped onto their windshield. Yeah, like, from down... Because, I mean, imagine it. They're driving down a mountain pass. So you're driving, and to your right, if you're driving down and you're in the U.S. where where you would be driving, yes. to your right is, like, the mountain. Mm-hmm. If you drive on the right side of the road. Like, the direction right, not, yes. like, co- the correct yes, way. Yes, I know. Okay, I'm just, I want to <laughs> paint a good picture. So, on the right is the hill as you're driving down it, and someone, like, it almost kind of looks like the body has rolled down the hill, and thunk, it hits the windshield, and they're like, oh, my God, and they get out. It's pouring rain. The windshield is all fucking cracked, and they see the body, and they're like, we got him. <laughs> we killed him, and they dump him off to the left, down the rest of the mountain and it's a really great shot like as they're dumping the body yeah (laughs) as they're dumping the body the camera pulls back up to see them like kind of come up from dumping the body and behind them on the hill Uh, on the hill yeah on the mountainous part up above is the woman in white yeah it's very creepy standing there super creepy really good shot and so they're like yay we've killed him the ghost is gone and they go um Back to the village, 
and um, Jagu goes home and Hyojin has like returned home and it seems like she's doing a little bit better so the movie very much leads you to believe I will say by the end of this movie I was kind of like where is this gonna end because it felt like there was almost an ending and then it would keep going and then there was almost an ending and then it would keep going and then finally there was an ending so this is one of those where you're like okay it seems like things are kind of turning up this is gonna be good um but Il Guang, the shaman, comes back and he's like, I don't think you got the right, um, I don't think you got the right person. And he finds the woman in white, like, standing near John, um, John Go's house. Mm-hmm. And she, like, vomits blood all over he- him. No, he vomits. He vomits blood. Everyone. She's like, what are you doing here? Like, she steps out from the shadow. She's like, what are you doing? And he just immediately, oh, my God. And it's like almost, I almost, it's almost comical. No, it is not. I mean, how long it goes on, though? No. I. It reminded me of that, um, that scene in Team America World Police where the character is just oh. in, the, in the alleyway just vomiting all the time. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't blood. It was creepy. And so Ilwong like gets in his car. He tries to call um Jonggu and it, it like it doesn't go through or like Jonggu doesn't pick up. And he starts driving away. The shaman starts driving away. And so finally Jonggu calls the shaman back and the shaman's like we got it wrong like for sure I think the lady in white is the actual ghost and the man was just possessed by her or something like that like I think she's the one controlling like I don't think you're safe and for some reason this prompts um Jonggu to go outside his house and he's like walking around outside his house and he sees the woman in white and she's like please believe me and he's like what are you you have to tell me what you are she's like I'm just a woman you have to believe me And I've also set this trap for the demon. But it's not going to work if you go back in your house. If you go back in your house, everybody in your house will be dead. So you need to stay out here until the rooster crows three times. Just wait with me. And it is this good push-pull. I think the movie sets up really good stakes. Where it's like, is she? Isn't she? Is the old man? Is he not? Like, what's happening? Um, Well, and... Yeah, the, the shaman has clearly built up. The shaman's role in all this is pretty interesting, too, is he's tried to convince Jonggu that she's she's evil. And so, yeah, I mean, he's just in this weird... And the lady in white then turns around and is like, I'm not the evil one. The shaman's the evil one. Yeah. Like, he's working with the demon. That's why he's telling you to stay away from me. Like, I promise, like, I've been trying to kill this demon for a long time. Like, just just stay with me. But he starts hearing screaming from his house. Uh, I I just want to add that sort of parallel to this scene. Uh-huh. There's um, because you've been told the 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 John Gu's been told by the shaman that this uh, the woman in white's a ghost and she's the evil spirit. You know. Mm-hmm. Parallel to this, the deacon has found himself. He goes back to the stranger's house. Yeah, and he finds himself in a cave nearby. Yeah. And the stranger is still alive in there, and he... Wrapped in, like, a blanket. Yeah, and he starts to have a rather sinister dialogue with him. And one of the things he says is that, you know, if I were a ghost, you know, touch me, you'd go right through me. I'm skin and bones. And then sort of right after that, they cut to a shot of 
John Goo's John John Goo's having a conversation with the woman in white, and as he turns to maybe try and go back to the house, she grabs his hand. Yeah. Thus confirming that she is not a ghost. Yeah. She's an actual person. Like she can touch him. And then there's a shot of inside the house and Hyojin has gone bad again. Like it seemed like her condition was kind of improving. Uh, No, it's not. She is like eating everything in sight, which Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's a sign of being possessed, but they've set it up through the movie where she's just like scarfing down all this food and her mom and her grandma are just like sitting there watching her like kind of trying to reason with her and she's doing the exorcist little girl thing where she's like swearing like telling them to fuck off and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then she turns and looks because she's sitting on the kitchen floor like devouring all this food she turns up and looks and in their dish rag like drying is a big old knife (laughs) and you're like wonder what she's gonna do with that yeah oh (laughs) no good and so um jungu like isn't I don't know if he's not convinced. I don't know what, like, he's hearing screaming from his house. And the woman's like, no, please, I promise this is a trap. You just, you just have to stay. You cannot go back in there. But he can't, he can't stay away, which is, like, his tragic flaw. Like, he cares so much. I mean, I think that's a lot, I feel like it's a relatable thing. Like, if I was kept outside the apartment and been like, everything's going to be okay. You just can't go in there. And I heard you, like, screaming your head off. I'd be like, I would like to go in there, please. Well, it's kind of interesting how at the beginning of the movie, he's sort of lazy and slow to do anything. And at this point, he's so reactive and needs to get somewhere so fast that it ends up actually dooming him. I mean, I feel like seeing his family in danger really turns something in him and makes him very proactive. Yeah. So he runs into the house, and what do you know? Hyogen has killed both the mother and the grandma. And it cuts away. Yeah. It cuts away and it goes... This is when it goes to the... Back to the deacon in the cave, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. The deacon, like, sees the stranger and he's changing into. Well, the stranger pulls out a camera and he keeps taking pictures of the, of the deacon. deacon. And every time the camera flashes, the, 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 stranger, the stranger becomes looks more and more demonic. Like, his, like, skin turns, like, gooey almost and kind of reddish he's got little horns on his head and he's laughing and this was honestly like when i couldn't sleep after this movie that's what i was picturing was just that demon across from me even looking too i because i was afraid (laughs) was the demon taking pictures and just slowly becoming more demonic like it's a scary picture yeah um And the deacon is obviously going to die because he's having this picture, like, taken by this demon and he's crying. And um, Jonku is, like, looking around his house. He's calling out for Hyojin and she, like, almost looks like she might talk to him. Like, maybe she's slowly getting through or something, but no, doesn't work. And she stabs him, Mm -hmm. like, right in his stomach and he falls down. Um, And he's not fully dead. No, uh, he's sort of lying there dying. And then Il Guang shows up, <clears throat> the shaman. And doesn't help him at all. Well, he more than doesn't help him. He takes pictures of the family. Yeah. And then as he's getting back into his car, he drops a box and it has pictures of all the other victims, which thus... Confirms well, I what don't the think woman conf- in white said. What? The woman in white was like, Il Guang is not on yeah. your side. Yeah, yeah. He's on the demon's side. Yeah. Yeah. And which... It's sort of unclear how and when that happened, but it's interesting. It's very it's an interesting twist. 
And then the movie ends with John Goo dying and he's having visions of his daughter when they're happy. Yeah. And it's over. It's very depressing. It's a very grim ending to the movie. It was scary. You didn't really like this movie. I, um, you know, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I think the ending was, like, the last 25, 30 minutes were really good. I think it was well shot. I think it was well acted. It's just, it was too long. It's, like, two and a half hours long. And the tone of the movie is kind of all over the place. I didn't know exactly what kind of thing they were trying to do for a long time. The Um, demon thing, you mean? Yeah, I was just like... I I was a little... And this could just be... uh, uh, Like, me not understanding... Like, we were watching with... We weren't watching an official release of this movie. We were watching one with a kind of a shoddy translation. And every once in a while, I got kind of confused as to what exactly was what they were, what point was trying to be conveyed. Yeah, which is interesting because as a movie with subtitles, I feel like I always pay attention better because you have to look and you have to read. But I still found myself a little bit lost at some point. Well, at some points. And through the first hour of the movie, they they cast John Gu as like this sort of hapless moron almost, and like a little bit. And it was just sort of there was a lot of comedy, and they they keep playing that up even through like whenever him and his boys go up to the mountain, um, and it just like I I don't know that made it a little tough for me, but I honestly think that it was a very interesting movie, and I I do enjoy movies that commit to grimness as much as this one did at the end it's very just sort of hopeless and that's what you're into sometimes with the horror movies it's it's you know yeah it's interesting when they lean into it like that no i thought this movie was haunting and i thought it did a really good job of setting up stakes Mm -hmm. like the push pull who's a ghost who isn't oh, no, it's not even a ghost, it's a demon. Like, do you need a helper with the shaman? Is the shaman hurting her? What's happening in the hospital? And then all these other, like, the stakes keep rising and rising because at the beginning of the film, it's just like, oh, there's one family dead. I mean, that's still a lot of people. But there's only one family dead because one person in their family went kind of nuts. And then as it goes along, you hear, like, from Jong-gu because he's a police officer, like, and his work that more and more families are dying because one person in their family is going nuts. So, like, the stakes, I just thought the stakes were set up really well. I thought the demon thing was really spooky. Maybe that picture can be the (laughs) title card for the episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just want people to see that it's scary. I'll put it on Instagram, but... But I also don't want to spoil the movie. What? We just spoiled the whole movie. What are you talking about? Oh, you're probably right. You know what? We can we can discuss it in our production meeting. No, that's a good call. That's what we do here. We have. But I thought it (laughs) it was a lot of fun to watch a movie that was sort of off our our beaten path. Yeah, it's made me interested to see other foreign horror films. Yeah, because it just didn't blow you away like the things Ari Aster has actually created. Well, I mean, coming down from Midsummer is hard. Yeah, and I think that, like, by and large, I'm not 
super a super big fan of like demon movies with with some exceptions um so it just sort of was the tone the tone was a little all over the place it was kind of long uh and i'm not a super big demon horror movie person on the other hand it was really well made it was really well shot it was really well acted, and the last 30, 20 to 30 minutes, bless you. Thank you. The last 20 to 30 minutes were really well done. Yes. So. Picked up very nicely. I, I I didn't like it as much as you seem to, but I did think it was good, so. Yeah. That's where I've come down. Okay. That's perfectly fair. I see where you're at, and I respect it. Well, thank you. I did think it was really good. The The one qualm I had with it. Was that we could have had better subtitles and the well, like we feeling cheap. like it was <laughs> yeah I know feeling like it was an ending and then it wasn't. Eh, sometimes that's nice though. Uh, yeah, but two and a half hours it got by hour two, which is then in the last thirty minutes where things picked up and shit really hit the fan and it was like oh, okay this has to be the climax in the ending because if not what could possibly top this but by that point when it got to the two hour mark there had already been two other things that sort of felt like endings and so it was just kind of like is this actually happening is it not i don't know yeah it made me a little hesitant going into the ending but then when the ending was once the ending really started, you're like, of course, okay, nothing else. Works out. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, maybe, maybe we'll have to watch it again sometime and at the very least check out more more foreign horror movies, like mm-hmm. I said, so. Well. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's the episode. What does Porky Pig say? That's all, folks. That kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. I'm well, because you hesitated. You didn't fully commit. No, I didn't. If you had committed. Have you ever seen... This is movie related. Have you ever seen a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff? We've literally watched it together. I can't keep track of all the movies we watch together. When she's trying on all her costumes in the Halloween store, trying to find a Halloween costume, yeah. she tries on a pork pig. I remember. Yeah, it's That's funny. Right. You ever seen Looney Tunes back in action? Have I? I don't know. I don't think so. It's great. We should watch it okay. sometime. Is that the one where they're in a Hollywood studio? Because you made me watch that one. Yeah. But we didn't watch all of it because we were at your parents doing laundry. Yeah, we should watch the whole thing. Okay. It's great. Yeah, I'm sure. A horror movie for sure. So, <laughs> all right. Well, have a nice week, everybody. We'll be back next week with another new episode. With another one. Thanks for listening. Thank you.